When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker. I'm joined today by Yasai Dinyas. Bruised, hurt, you know, thinking about a lot of stuff, but uh, outside of the basketball, I'm good. Yeah, you've got a lot, a lot going on in it. Chelsea letting you down, <laughs> Celtics letting you down, and it's quite the day for you. So Glasgow, Celtic might, have, Glasgow Celtic might have sorted the title, though, so... My one yes. sporting sliver is, is there. Love to hear it. And me, how you doing, brother? I'm the complete opposite, innit? My team's pulled through. <laughs> bit tight, bit sticky, but we got there, innit? Miss, Mr. Monday, they're calling you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, at the time of listening to this, it is the uh, reaction to the first night of the second round of the 2022 NBA playoffs. So, we've whittled down from that craziness of 16 teams to eight teams now. Um, the Celtics and the Golden State Warriors are well represented today by Yas and Nee. But let's get straight into it. Yes, game one against the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, at your place. They pull out a 101-89 to win. Um, give us a quick overview, please, sir. Dominant, man. We, we weren't really at the races from, from second quarter on. Um we it's weird to think that we had a healthy lead early like we had like an eight nine point lead at 1.7 maybe um and and it was it, it started pretty even started to in and throwing but um once they locked in defensively and really dialed it in with what they were doing um i know we're going to talk bright lights but our, our main guys were just deer in headlights man and and you were waiting for tatum and brown to take off um Tatum started hitting some outside shots eventually but but he that's never great with him when he's settling for deep ones all game like he's he's been so good this season by making things happen inside and then Jalen Brown just never never got going had a real scale of a Marcus Smart potential injury looks all right but he looks a bit battered um and yeah, I just don't think we have the quality where if we lose even one main piece, then we're then we're looking not great. But yeah, man, bad. It, it finished. What was it? Twelve points. But it felt like twenty by the end. Like it was. It was um, proper. Let it get away from us. So, 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 do you take some solace from the fact that it felt it felt like twenty, but you were actually closer to, to, than how it felt? And, nah, and man. Because I think it just, it just yeah, it just it just um, from I think halftime was ten points. Yes, um, and, and you went hard third, third start of the third. You'd really you know try them to... ones where you know them ones where you can see them grinding it out. Yeah, bounces don't go for you. The whistle doesn't go for you, and then you see a team that have left it all out for eight minutes, and they've cut the deficit by like two points. And it's yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah one of those ones. Um, but we'll get into. I know we'll get into why and the who's and the what and everything. But um, yeah, tough loss, man. Tough, tough for game one. Yeah, man. Um, who you guys got down as the man of the match? Can't look past Janice, really. Yeah, um, 
Carla. Although we'll talk on this coaching thing and maybe blunder thing, I do think we played. I don't think we played him the right way. Um, mm. But yeah, when he when he was in when he was flowing when he was in his element, he was unreal. Um, only like I saw people like getting on to, oh, why is a why is a Yanis um, uh, nine of twenty four game with loads of assists a, a good thing, but a Harden one is a bad thing. <laughs> yes, Yanis assists created a lot, and the twelve rebounds, thirteen rebounds, and bl- two blocks and. Room protection he influences it, yeah, the game at both, both ends. He just influences the game at, at both ends, man. So, yeah, you, this is why you, I always say when we come on here, j- reading the stats is cool and whatever. It gives you a general impression. But you almost have to watch to understand when did he score, when he got blocks, wh- wh- when did he block it? Did he did he stop the Celtics when they looked like they were trying to start to gain some, some momentum? So, um, I'm not sure. Do you have another name for uh, man of the match, knee? No, it was Yanis, man. If you look at it in the first half when the Bucks didn't fully have a gun and he was getting clamped up slightly, like and they were probably defending him probably as well as they could. But his passing was just incredible, man. Like, his passing was like, he was just I'm really feeling it. Like, he was really feeling it. Like, passing straight to the hands, like catch and shoot for their shooters in the perimeter. Um, yeah, there's not really too much more they can do, I believe, with Giannis. Like, I don't even Giannis even had his best game, but he was so influential. He's the best player in the world, really, isn't it? So, mm. um, who won the coaching battle? Yes, I mean, look, Ime Odoka's had a tailor two seasons, right? He had a rough mm-hmm. start where he was figuring things out and everything like that. Rookie head coach, um, and then obviously turn of the year, January twentieth or whatever, we've been unbelievable, but. I've always sort of said, look, rookie head coach, you're going to get moments in the playoffs where they are learning. You get, you, you you get yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit new, right? Yeah. And um, and like we saw it with Willie Green a little bit. Some of the rotations against the Suns like weren't perfect or whatever um, over in New Orleans. And I just feel like last night was a big, he doesn't have answers moment. Um, wasn't able to adjust on the fly. Like you kind of know what Milwaukee are going to do. They've done it for years. Budenhoser is, he is what he is. Mm. they're so good at protecting the paint. They pack it out they, and then they let you sort of shoot yourself in or out of the game. Now, we don't really have the shooters to hang like that. I don't I don't think. I think mm. Horford is not a bad, as bad as his stroke looks. He's not a bad shooter. Peyton Pritchard is probably our second best. Grant Williams good from the corners. Brown's not three-point shooting, mm. jump shot, not his thing really. He's a transition, yeah. bucket getter, get to the basket guy. So we're not really a team who... You can say, yeah, we'll shoot ourselves into this. Like, I saw it from early. Like, first six minutes, I think we had eight threes attempted. Um, started at a decent clip. First half, I think we had 28 threes, most we've ever done in a half. Yeah. Um, How many did you finish with? Because you were really long in the threes, shot man. 50 threes, it was nuts. 50, 50 threes. And it's yeah. the thing, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's is it, some, some teams, I kind of get that. Like, that's what Milwaukee are going to give you. And some yeah. teams, if it's Golden State, happy days. You've got the Jazz, the Jazz will take that. Yeah, they're looking for those 53. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just not that team. And I think as a coach, like, it was very obvious that we were looking for threes early. It was mm. skip it out around the perimeter, drive and kick, hit the corners where you can. If they close out the corners, hit it back to the elbow. Um, and it was clear that was the plan. Now, I don't really mind that, but 
you got to know your players. And I don't think we're the team who can win like that. And so I just didn't really see any adjustment. We didn't try and tease out any mid-range. We didn't tease Brook Lopez out at all. Um, got nothing at the rim. Uh, yeah, it, it just it just didn't look good. And I think that is partly on the players. But I think as a coach, you've got to have that plan B. And I think it, as the shots stopped falling, there wasn't really any adjustment there in terms of different types of look. Um, so we'll see what he does game two, but he had no answers for it game one. Man. Mm. Play of the game. Play of the game. So there was, it, we talked about it a little bit in this in the second half where we came in 10 points behind and we were kind of like, all right, cool, we're going to put it all. And um, it was two in a throw in and, and we, were, we were whittling the lead down, whittling the lead down. And then with about nine minutes left of the third, um, Yanis uh, gets doubled, kicks it out, relocation from Drew. Drew hits a big three. Um, that put them up eight, going from five. So we'd went down to five. And then Marcus Smart gets it, drives it, and then Drew just clamps him. Mm. Um, loose ball falls out. Drew hits the ground, kicks it out. Uh, not kicks it out, but sort of plays it but behind his head. Yeah. It out to Portis in transition. Little bit of a stumble, Horford can't quite get it, and then Porter's just has nice poison and steps into a uh, just a two, um, and that that felt significant. That was a big point swing there in the third. Um, Drew hit his three, then Drew got the steal, then Drew got the transition out, and and it went from five points very very quickly back to ten, um, and yeah. that, that felt like a that felt like a really momentum shift. Drew Holiday yeah. had a big game, man. Like he hit his shots, he was good defensively. Really um, but I think that play particularly. Yeah, I've, I've been watching. I think we had a previous pod, um, not last week, probably the week before, where we, we were talking about Drew um, and maybe them needing a bit more from him offensively, despite what he does um, defensively. I think off the back of that game, he went on to have a, the rest of his series against Chicago was solid. But you know what? I will take his 10 to 15 point games on poor efficiency because... When he's active on the perimeter and he's fighting through screens and he's making guys who are six seven, six eight, that their game a nightmare, um, it completely destabilizes an offense. And it's not like the second or third guy. A lot of the time, he'll match up with the other team's best perimeter scorer and just make their life a, a, a living nightmare. So when he has big games like he did shooting as well, it's it's almost a cheat code for them. Um, yeah, three, three or five from deep, six or six from the line, 25 points on the night. Like, that, that's all you could like. Drew Holiday, man, you're not going to get higher than that. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's as perfect an offensive game you're going to get from him in the postseason with all yeah. his defensive <laughs> work as well. Um, so yeah, that that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Blunder of the game. <laughs> I mean, this kind of goes back to, to Odoka a little bit. Now, I'm I'm I get it in isolation i get blitzing and doubling as a tactic right mm. to force the ball out of someone's hands and and uh, fluster someone and, and scramble their decision making a little bit number one i'm not sure how well that works against Giannis with the shooters he's got around him grayson allen is is a knockdown shooter pat Connaughton is a knockdown shooter boy bobby porters can get hot drew holiday on a good night but secondly i think we're one of the teams that don't need to do it um, Wolford wasn't minding the matchup at all, man. Oh, we have enough good one v one guys. If you actually look at the numbers um, of Yanis last night, uh, Rob against, Williams like, gave him a bad time. Yeah, when he was yeah when he was being guarded by certain guys, like 
Grant Williams, he's got the size of advantage, so he shot 50% against Grant Williams in some real highlight plays. But Rob Rob Williams, he was 0 of 3 against, um, and, and Al Horford, he was 2 of 10 against on the night. And so mm. you've got that ability, and like if you if they need a rest, you've got Daniel Tice, you can come in and, and, and disrupt a few positions. Yeah, Grant Williams actually yeah. played some good defence on him. He, he just finished over him a lot. Like, we've got that 1v1 quality against him. I just feel like doubling him plays into their hands. So for me, the, that was, I just never liked it from the off. I, mm. Okay, we, we forced him baseline and got a turnover early, got three turnovers early out of his hands. But I just, I'm not, I'm never with it. And once he gets into the flow like he did last night and starts finding guys, hockey passes, kicking it out, then I think you're in trouble because their, their shooters are too good. It's what their whole thing's based around. So mm. I feel like that doubling has to be perfect. Otherwise, he creates so many more points for others than he's going to get himself. So for me, that's a blunder, but that's my opinion. I, I get it. He's going to go 40, 50 if you go 1v1, but I, I think maybe we're one of the teams that could stop that 1v1. That's a good point. So I guess even with their kind of drop and protect the paint and also give up the, the, the perimeter, you're gonna they're going to live and die by the opposition making their shots. And um, it's the NBA, so you're going to have a couple of hot nights. And I, I, I reckon you guys will have one or two where you catch fire and you, you, you pull out wins at least. Um, are you saying that, based on what you saw, you, you'd rather potentially go man-to-man -man on him, double-team here and there, let him get his 40 points efficiently, but stick to the stick to the other guys and make them have a, 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 tougher, a tougher day? And I guess throughout the game, it was similar defence to what you played on KD. And obviously, we saw KD pretty much crumble. Um, where where Yanis didn't, and I guess maybe from your perspective, you wanted Ime to uh, adjust quicker. Like it's clearly not working. <laughs> you yeah, know, I think I think the writing's on the wall. You can see <laughs> yeah. from the writing's on the wall when he starts finding guys, and like they got shooters, man. Like all of those guys I listed are going to hit their shots. Like whereas Brooklyn, Brooklyn KD is going to try the. The, the long twos, he's going to try the pull-ups, he's going to try whatever. Giannis don't care about that. He's just going to kick it out, let him move. Um, and yeah, I think we got undone by that personally. Mm. And who were the lights too bright for? Right. And I'm going to come back to this because I've got, yeah. got someone, there was a fan, a Celtic fan who got at me on the Twitter for this. <laughs> Jalen Brown mm. was horrific. Like, really horrific. <laughs> Uh, I said in the first round because he had big fourth quarters in the first round, mm -hmm. but the first three quarters he was rough for the whole first round series. Um, yeah, for first that series against Brooklyn. The thing with Jaden Brown is, I just feel like until proven otherwise, as a second guy, the decision making is not there, the handle's not there. Good luck if he's getting blitzed and doubled because he's not got the ability to play through that like a Tatum does. Um, the tunnel vision is crazy. When he gets to the basket, it's just like he's not seeing anything but the basket. And against Milwaukee, who who pack that like they do, um, then that's a trouble. He was 2 of 11 coming into the fourth. He was forcing stuff early. He finished with seven turnovers. Five were in the first three quarters. Like He stabilised the fourth quarter a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, but I just, I just, yeah, I think, I think our ceiling at the moment is what he can do with the ball. There's context for it. Like he's had to play next to a Kemba and a Kyrie and he's been parked in the corner and not got the reps early on in terms of being a point of attack guy, creating out of the dribble and everything like that. But 
as it stands, if he doesn't take some sort of a leap, I don't think he can be the ball in your hand second option, man. I, I think he's more closer to a third one. And, and last night was a was a stark reminder why he really struggled. I think yeah. he was like like clasping his hamstring. So I don't know if he's slightly feeling something there or he's like trying to nurse an injury. Is I get, it? yeah. The, I mean, he had the hamstring thing coming in, but I don't know, man. Like, Hamstring might have some of the jumpers short or whatever, stuff. but if you if you know you're that the hamstring is there, see, then yeah. don't force jumpers all, all game. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like play a bit smarter, play a bit off ball, be a bit. I don't know that they they said leading up to it that he was fine. He went through workouts normal, so I'd love that to be the reason. Me, I'd love it to just be his hamstring, but I'm worried this is brain. I love it if we beat them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. We'll see. Um, I think the series is going to go six or seven, so it'll be interesting. I think the next next game's massive. I don't see them. If we lose both at home, we're in trouble. It could be. Like yeah, if, 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 yeah. If, if you lose both at home, might just start bringing out that gentleman's broom, man. Gentleman's sweet. Um, so, so so hopefully not. I'd like to see you guys go um, head-to-head. And a lot of people are unhappy with the ref not calling everything, but I love playoff basketball, man. Do you know what I did? Listen, I love shouting at refs, abuse at refs. I love it. It's part of what makes any sport hate the ref. It's great. But um, there was a missed goaltend, which was poor. But it's one of those ones where if the game is close and the teams are hard to separate, then a ref can really sour things. I don't think that was one of those cases. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I look at the box and let's see, they're professionals, man. I think this is got the thing that- as well. Like, Yanis had to go through his bumps and bruises, isn't it? Like, we were talking yeah. about this privately the other day. Like, um, I think it was after his second MVP when they got done 4 1 by Miami because it was a yeah. horrible matchup with the jump shooting. And and if it wasn't for last year, there'd still be all this. Budenhoser might not be there. Yanis still not won a title, everything like that. And yeah. Tatum, Tatum's a few years off that. Like, Tatum's just turned 24. He's maybe two seasons away from really I like agree. this is his first year in that proper MVP conversation on the fringes of it. Um, and yeah, I think that's just the difference. Like Yanis is at that stage of his career, but he just doesn't get flustered in these games, and Tatum does. Um, and I think it was very much, yeah, I, I, the coaching battle was lost, but I think as well, it was one of those games where the difference in the main guys was was big. Fact. Let's come over to you, Nee. Uh, your Golden State Warriors pull out a 117 to 116 win at the FedEx Forum in overtime. Um, give us a quick overview of the game, sir. All right, cool. So, to start the game, a bit of change to our starting five. We put in GP2. Um, huh? Yeah, Peyton, yeah. Put Why isn't he called Gary Peyton Jr., by the way? I was thinking about that yesterday. He's a junior, no? He's named on Gary Peyton. Second, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, they call him. They don't call him Junior. They call him the Second. They do Why that though. That? I don't know what in don't America know, they man. do that. You got Rob Williams the Third, Terry Rozier the Third. <laughs> it's very okay. good. Could I? I remember I seen the pop up of an interview he had Gary Payton that is, and he had two sons in the same year and called them both Gary. So Did I don't he? know if one is Gary Payton Junior and one's Gary Payton. <laughs> That is insane. Sorry, I digress. I digress. Gonna get a quick game overview there, Nee. <laughs> yeah, so like when we started the game with um a different lineup um than what we did in the last series um against the Nuggets. So I'm um, obviously I'm I'm still starting the game. Wiggins, Clay, 
Dre and GP2. GP2 was there for the perimeter defense and draw to try and contain him. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think that lineup worked particularly too well for a couple of reasons. Jar was still getting his looks, he was still getting to the paint, um, and he was hitting from perimeter, like the three point. Um, so it made things a bit difficult for us. But I guess, to be honest, you kind of want to give him that shot. And I'm pretty happy with giving him that shot. I don't think he will shoot efficiently from the three, um, like he did in this game again. Like, to be honest with you, he might have hit all his threes in that game for the rest of the series. So I like to see if he continues to hit those threes in the perimeter. And the same goes for JJJ as well. Um, but to be honest with you, yeah, so that, that starting lineup didn't work too well. Um, I think we got a harder whistle as well. So I think like GP2, Clay and Steph maybe had like 3,000 at the second quarter by then. And we know that obviously Dre got that flagrant too, which was a bit bit uncalled for, but we won't get too much into that. Now, can um, we get a little into that? <laughs> Yeah, let's address that. <laughs> I don't know if it was a flagrant too. What the fuck's he doing? Like, why are you? What is it's he doing? Hard like, like, I've I've seen so many opportunity to have to make that decision. <laughs> it's true you say that, yeah, but like, if you're gonna foul someone that's about to finish at the room, the one thing you do is make sure you foul. I'm hard enough so they don't finish, and he did that. I don't think it was that bad. Slam him into the ground. That's that's. <laughs> Like, I don't think it necessarily was, but the way you've just phrased it makes it sound even more like a flagrant two. Nah, like, not at all, man. It was just man, a man and ball, or man or ball, but not, yeah, not either. Not both. <laughs> yeah, Draymond, he's got a history of this stuff, man. He listen, hopped on this podcast real quick afterwards. You saw him. I saw the, that, yeah. At, <laughs> court side at the end, he made sure to dap up everybody. Steve Kerr did not look impressed, boy. Steve Kerr did, and I know they've had their back and forths over the years. Um, but yeah, 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 back into it. So you, you say you think you got a hard whistle? Yeah, we got a hard whistle in, in the first half. And to be honest, I was a bit disappointed the way we started the game. Um, like, we know Memphis had to get in transition and play fast as how to get most of their buckets. And like, looking at the Warriors, I was like, I don't know why we're going um, like bucket for bucket sort of thing. Like, we're the vet team here. Let's be more savvy and slow the game down. Like, we literally saw a template on how to be Memphis in the Timberwolves game. Um, if Timberwolves had, had a bit more poise and like finished the games better, I'm the other one in that series. Um, but like Memphis, um, they just kept speeding up the game. They had good insertions in that series as well. And they just couldn't execute in the last round of Timberwolves. Um, and I thought the Warriors' first half were kind of playing into their hands. Um, and to be honest with you, <laughs> so I think that ejection might have been a slight blessing in disguise in that um, it woke our players up and it galvanized them. So like we had like a common, we had like an enemy in the refs. So like, and when you piss off the Warriors, to be honest with you, like Steph and Clay, like they just have that that championship DNA where like they get shit together and they make the big shots and make the big plays. But um, also I think offensively in Dre, our offense looks so much smoother. Like when this falls in Steph's or on Jordan Poole's hands, like we were pretty much getting any look that we wanted. We started getting the mid range looks. Um, our offense wasn't as stagnant. It wasn't like pick and roll to death. And that mm. Steph wasn't running around like a thousand kilometers to get like an open free. But, but would you say, based on what we've seen over the years, and what even what we were we were seeing in terms of how Dre and Steph connect, your yeah. offense is always better when Dre's out there. Mm. It, 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 it's, it's not true. It, I think the Steph should, I think the ball should be in Steph's hand more. So like I think there's a balance between the two. So I don't think it should be Dre that's always running the point. 
Um, because things mm. get a bit. I mean, like I'm yesterday, I'm he was forcing passes, and where passes weren't really there. Yeah, because um, he's not really a shooting threat unless he's like wide open. Yeah, and even then, he'll he'll pass it up a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like he was kind of like I'm playing into their, um, like I'm playing into their hands a bit where like Memphis like to get in transition. He was speeding up the game too quickly. I think he should he he could have chilled a bit more. Um, like he was clearly amped up and ready for this game. Um, and I think that kind of like maybe played into him fouling Clark as hard as he did there. Um, but to be honest with you, I think Kerr has got to make a call here where he like he finds a balance between Dre running the point and like putting the ball more on like Steph's and and um Steph in JP's hands, to be honest with you. Um I'm just so like Steph gets there's easier looks and that we start hitting more from the mid-range. I think we're mm. more beneficial for all of us. So I think it's like I a tweet that. that we've got to look at yeah. moving forward in that game to invest the series, to be honest with you. Steph was being a bit naughty, missing them wide open freeze, though. Yeah, so look, listen, like, I mean, that fourth Yeah, quarter, I knew you would have... I knew you would have... I, 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 I knew you would have... I knew you would have... So I, I had to. <laughs> I was pissed when he missed that shot. I was like, fucking hell, man. Like, we need to make these threes. Um, and like, yeah, yeah, his free throw shooting, like, when you missed that first free throw, I was like, bro, what is going on with this guy? I think he was like 10 or 30. He missed 10 shots in 39 free throws last series, which is like 75%, wow. which is uncharacteristic for him. Um, and then I'm obviously got Clay bricking those two. That was, I end. couldn't believe. Stressful that was ending, nasty, yeah. man. That was stressful nasty. Ending. Stressful, stressful ending. But um, yeah, man, I, I thought we played a good game. Like, I honestly think the rest were a joke that game, to be honest with you. Like, there's so many missed calls. Um, there was a call in the first half, yeah, where... Listen, can I, I just listen? Let me never ever hear about Boston fans and whatever. Yeah, I'm here, like, you know what? End of the day, two teams on the court, you know, you play your game, refs, refs maybe make mistakes, yeah. but and you've got the Golden State entitled fan over here being like, Yeah, the ref, the refs, I can't believe we were getting no calls. I mean, like, I'm wearing a vet team of like three or four championships or whatever, and like the way that Steph and Claire were getting the whistle. Like, and there's no respect. Like, when we got the history, you got the respect. Please, yeah, please I don't know what he's, I don't know he's banging on about either. Yeah, so I'll be <laughs> we got we got championships and there's no respect. Oh, please. Um, cool. Who did you have as the man of the match? Man of the match was Jordan Paul for sure. Thirty-one, eight, and nine. That guy's he, he was incredible, man. Um, he like stepped off. He, he kept us in the game. Um, at points, we started to drift, and then at the start of the third quarter, he started. He started the half. Uh, he made a little tweet there. Um, so I think Kerr was great this game. He made loads of adjustments. Um, and Jordan yeah, Paul's like, playmaking is really, bro, really good. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah, like he's passing and like he's made such a big leap in the way he's been able to playmake and make those passes. Like the pocket passes are great. Um, like his driving kicks, his finishing at the rim. And then he got what, like eight rebounds to match that as well. Yeah, like, you can't really ask for too much more from your sixth man. And like, to be honest, mm-hmm. there's a case where you could even argue that he should really be starting like, from the get-go. Um, but I'm not really too concerned with that as long as he gets the amount of minutes that he needs to get. But yeah, he was 100% the player of the game. Yeah, I mean, what what, what do they call it? Your your new death lineup? Um, Draymond, Wiggins, Paul, Clay and Steph? Um, to be honest, I can't remember. It, it's, it's not a good name. 
anyway, I, I, I saw PTSD and I quite like that. But then, obviously, the woke lot, the woke lot on Twitter were like, "No, you can't do that." It's out of yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a serious situation. You're, you're making the mockery of of, of San right Francisco there. locals are very uh... Nat- naturally, naturally yeah. woke. Um, yeah, Jordan Paul, he he's gonna. Is he up for a? Where's he up for a new contract? Is it next season? I think it's if you shoot the free agent this season. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to be looking for some sort of bag, man. He he's super creative, even how he scores the footwork, the handles. Yeah, he, he's a free level threat. So yeah, where it looks like, yeah, we're all happy to see Clay back again, and he had a couple of great games in the last series. I think the game like he had yesterday, we'll probably see those a bit more often than we did in the past. Um, who won the coaching battle, Nee? Um, Kerr won the coaching battle in this one. Um, I think he was pretty quick to like rectify the um, GP2 or like the starting liner that we had. Um, because basically, um, something I didn't expect from this game because of their size was to, was for us to like um, out rebound them. Um, we out rebounded them 51 to 47. And I thought Kerr made a really good job of making the tweaks and adjustments throughout the game when it was slipping away and like they're getting quite a lot of second point opportunities. Um, at the rim and like, they're getting quite a few long rebounds or just getting offensive rebounds in general. Um, and when things started to go sideways in that sense, he would put in, he put in like, um, oh, Porter Jr. He put in Looney. Looney had a great game. He came up big. Um, and like, he just made tweaks to the lineup so that we could make sure that we were getting those rebounds. And we actually got more second chance points than Memphis in the game, um, which wasn't really anything that anyone really expected. We thought maybe we'd play kind of small, try to like, run them off the court or let like, us play half court offense. And, um, just that generate a lot of open looks, but yeah, I thought Kerr was great, and he was like the main reason why we won that game. To be honest with you, he, he's a proper tinker man. And during the season, you have Golden State fans slagging him, in, slagging him off for not letting Steph run up his numbers, and you, you're making Steph go cold. And why are you using this guy for like 15 minutes? And it's like, yeah, I do this in the playoff. I do this sorry in the regular season. Yeah. I can see all sorts of looks of different lineups and different situations where Yas referenced Ime Doko not necessarily knowing what to do when the lights were a bit bright and what plan A wasn't working. Steve Kerr's like Doctor Strange, 14 million different possibilities. He's played all different sort of lineups um, that he was able to adjust and he was able to try different things. And and that's a really good point on why the coaching, man. Like that was where I was while everyone was losing their mind over Boston setting this record and that record and whatever in the back of my head. And I think I might've even said it on a poll. I was like, yeah, but it's March. And like a lot mm-hmm. of other teams are jostling, resting, trying this, that and the other out. And Boston are just riding their eight guys, grinding them into the ground. Like, yeah, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do our stuff, going to do our stuff. And it's like regular season is, is a, is a funny one, man. Like, it's not always indicative. Like, Milwaukee had, what, the 15th, 16th best defence across the season. Playoffs come, they can dial it in and lock, and lock people up. So, so I think Kerr is, I think he's got that credit in the bank where, like, he's kind of the master of balancing that regular season playoff um, trade-off. Yeah. Right. And um, I probably, yeah. like, um, I think they did a great job of guarding on Desmond Bain as well. Because, like, Desmond Bain was probably their best player in the last series, and I was quite concerned with him because he like that guy can shoot lights out. He's just a good player. Um, and like we really keyed on him. And you can see, like, because we played such a we did such a good job of like trying to lock him up and not give him any room opportunities, we kind of unlocked 
JJJ in that sense, in that he was getting quite a lot of open looks. Same with Jar as well. But to be honest with you, I'm pretty happy with that. Like, I'm very happy to live with that. I'm very happy to live with Dylan Brooks shooting himself at the game like he normally does. Um, he's a very streaky shooter. So I think if we continue to play that way, I think Memphis would probably um, shoot themselves up. Maybe like in one or two games, because I don't think they'll hit that frequently from the free game. Mm. I feel like for a second there you contemplated saying sweep and then you just you just dialed it dialed it down a bit. Uh what, what was the play of the game? Play of the game. Um it was probably that JJJ flurry where he hit like four or five threes within a quarter. He, he was kind of, he was going kind of mental from there. And it was just it was annoying because it was it was kind of like backbreaking in the sense like we'll go and get a free, we make a couple good players on the opposite end in the third quarter, which is what is where we kind of like extend our games and like kind of like blow teams out of the wall and like he just kept coming up the court and hitting freeze and it, it's weird because like if you look at his shot and his release like you just think this guy's not making it like in the last series I was like I don't he's like a 31 percent shooter this year from the yeah. free um yeah and he's going kind of mental to be honest um and I think maybe like the other player of the game would obviously have to be like the curry still where he kind of like locked up jar at the end it's what Steph does you know well, it's, it's not what Steph does, but I guess um, in the playoffs where we've seen Mate, that sometimes, play, you, know? <laughs> you know, in the playoffs where we've seen some guys are complete defensive sieves, you think of the Jazz, their perimeter guys, you think of yeah, Trey um, Young and Atlanta. It, listen, we've we've watched Steph for years and we've seen that in the clutch teams switch onto him. Um but he actually competes on that end. He actually yeah. genuinely tries and tries to make plays. And he's made plays in the first round and he made plays yesterday, which helped his team um, get the win. So um, there's, there's Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell bad. Um, and then there's Steph Curry, which while he's he's no by no means a lockdown defender or anything close, he at least competes. And he keeps his man honest um, yeah. defensively on the perimeter. Um, what was your blunder of the game, Lee? A blunder of the game... Um, I'm gonna make this call on the refs here because oh yeah, this game, no, no, listen, listen. And there's no way you I guys would give the same as I, I did. I thought you were gonna say Draymond Green. I thought you were nah, gonna say nah, nah. <laughs> um, the refs were out to get us because look, yeah, I'm at the end after I'm claiming this is two free throws. I fan, I'm that was on us, and if we lose the game from there, cool, win it. But I'm on the second miss free throw that he um, um that he missed, it clearly came off clock. And those idiots gave a jump ball for some reason. It was quite. Oh yeah, no, it come up. I think it was Brooks. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a, yeah, that was fair enough. Yeah, that was I'll a shocking that decision. That was poor. That was and really like poor. And if, if they'd gone down the other end, then yeah, like, I would have lost it. Yeah, lost it. yeah. So that was quite clear the blunder of the game. I thought I thought the rest was so bad that game. Okay. So um, yeah, it was like the perfect storm for Memphis. To be honest, man, like, they had the refs as their sixth man. Um, <laughs> they had Jar and JJG. Shooting lights out, so I don't know what that really says for them. To be honest with you, like I will I say, I will bad. say the 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 Jar JJJ thing is a problem in that. Okay, Boston, we've lost game one at home, but we can turn around and say Jalen Brown probably won't be that bad again. Yep. Jason Tatum will be better, um, and and Giannis was unbelievable. We can we can turn around and say that Memphis. Jar played an almost perfect game offensively. Mm -hmm. Like, still got targeted a little bit on the other end, but offensively, he was he was navigating the paint. He was seeing driving lanes all over the gaff. Like you said, he hit some early three-pointers, which made people have to step up and respect him a little bit more. And Jackson Jr., like, I was so taken aback that I looked it up 
And he's only hit six threes, like, five or six times in his entire career. Um, like, yeah, they they had two unbelievable games. And, yeah, you're going to get the odd good Dylan Brooks game, but mm-hmm. for your two guys to be that good at home um, and it be so close and you lose it, it's, it's tough, man. Like, yeah, so so they need to keep that level up. Otherwise, it's it's long. Yeah. What are you saying? Another potential gentleman sweep, yeah? Um, If we win game two, then... Actually, no, no, no. Because, like, um, this Memphis team is a bit different, isn't it? Like, they could be down and out, but um, um they'll just, like, um, pull things back together. And, like, I, and, like, I think that X factors in Desmond Bain um, and Dylan Brooks, if they can get them going a bit more. Like, I'm sure Dylan Brooks is due a game where he gets, like, 25 points. Dylan Brooks will have a game or two, but, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Bain Bain was defending well. Bain won't be that bad again, but... No. But they're two... Like, Jar and and Jackson Jr. were almost perfect offensively. The fact that Jackson Jr. even finished the game was... uh, That's out. That's progress on the previous series. So, you know, you can only really go up from there, to be honest with you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it's just a case of this particular matchup allows them to have... um, better games, because uh, we know JJJ doesn't shoot like that at all, and Moran was a fringe MVP candidate but had a really tough first round series against mm. the Timberwolves, um, so we'll watch a couple more games to, to just see if you guys are a good matchup for him, but you're expecting Steph to shoot better, you're expecting Clay to shoot better, you're expecting Draymond to not get ejected again. Um, <laughs> really? They, Am I? <laughs> yeah, it may just be a case of this not being the matchup for them. And we talk about the Bucks being professionals. So you guys, you guys are not new to this in any way, yeah. shape, or form. And even your newer guys who've come in, your pools, your Kamingas, they don't have that pressure of necessarily having to be the guy game in, game out. Um, so yeah, Memphis better have their wits about them. And then you've got Steve Kerr, man one of the best coaches in the league, no matter what anybody tries to say about him. Um, let's finish up with who were the lights too bright for, Nii? Um, Probably Dylan Brooks in this game, innit? He had he shot like three or four air balls with bad shots. And, um, the I thing is, I don't know. Dylan Brooks is a different guy, bro. He could play bad. I don't think it's because the lights are bright. I don't think that guy gives a shit about... No, he doesn't give a shit, are. which is part of the problem sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> Which is part of the problem sometimes. Like, yeah, he, he was bad. I think he shot like three of ten. Um, he had like five fouls. He should have fouled out. Um, that I mean, the third, what, fourth quarter maybe. I think they challenged the call on like, the charge and um, the charge that he um from that like, Steph, which is which is obviously a moving charge from Dylan Brooks because you can see his left leg moving. He should have found out the game, to be honest with you, but whatever. And I, I was for he, he had a poor game. And if Memphis are going to get anything from the series, then you better from him um, and Bain, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, I thought he had a bad game. You should have found out those darn refs, eh? Working against us, man. What can I say? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously with half the amount of teams left, so um, a lot less chaotic on these pods, but it does allow us to go into even more detail in the series. And yeah, despite the, the game one performances, I, I'm looking forward to both of these, to be honest with you. Um, yes. All, all, all on the line on Tuesday, yeah? Boy, boy, Wednesday morning could be a dark pod. <laughs> <laughs> dark podcast. Um, Nii, you've taken one at, at their place, so you're kind of playing with house money, but you know, yeah. 
come back on Wednesday and you guys could be 2 nil up and I think we could zip them up in that particular scenario. But I want to thank you both for your time this morning. Um, and we'll speak soon. Bless. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.